Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This is the Future Tech Podcast. I am Alan Thomas, and today I have with me Victor Tingler, VP of the Digital Transformation Practice at Intervision. How you doing, Victor? I'm doing well. Thank you, Alan. Okay, let's get into it. Tell us about Intervision and what do you guys do? So Intervision, so we actually will have been in business 25 years this coming June. We have uh, deep roots in the data center IT world. So we started out as what you know, some would consider a traditional bar supplying uh, products and services to IT. Uh, we've obviously, just as our customers have done, evolved the business as time has gone forward. So as digital transformation is important to all of our clientele, it's also important to us. We've transformed our business as well by adding capabilities around managed services, solutions, capabilities around next-gen innovation, hybrid IT, all the things that customers needs to be able to accomplish their transformation. Um, so we offer a wide breadth of services and capabilities to our clients. Um, we, we'd like to think that probably one of the reasons that we're so successful with um, with helping our clients with their transformation is we take that consultative um, solutions-first approach. So we look at, you know, what is driving that client's need from a business standpoint versus, you know, what, uh, you know, what widgets and pieces and parts do you need? But how do we take those parts and we put those together to create a holistic solution that's going to satisfy that business driver that you have. And so whenever you take on a new client, what, what is that onboarding process like? I mean, how does that start? So that depends. Yeah, terrible consulting answer, right? But uh, it does <laughs> depend on what the, what the client is looking for. You know, some clients come to us and say, you know what, we want you to come in and help us build our own. We want to be able to build a platform or solution so that we can offer services to our consumers, our customers, the same way they would get them from a, a hyperscale cloud provider like Amazon or, or Azure or Google. Um, so we'll come in and we'll sit down with the client. We'll help them map out what that solution needs to look like. There again, starting with what are the business requirements and drivers for that. So it always wants, we always want to start the conversation there. Why are you trying to do what you're trying to do? Uh, if we have that understanding, we have that vision of what needs to be done to satisfy the business, then it makes it easier to put together a solution that's going to be the, the right fit, right? Uh, the days of building technology, coming up with, with uh, cool new stuff just for the sake of it being cool new stuff is long past. Uh, IT has to run itself as an innovation center, as a business center supporting the business efforts of the company. Uh, and then we have customers come to us and say, you know what, I want to out of the IT business. Uh, we want to leverage Intervision's you know, uh, broad portfolio of managed services, everything from you know, uh, managed operations center, managed network, managed firewall, managed security uh, portfolio, uh, disaster recovery as a service. Uh, all these are capabilities that we can bring to the customer. And while they may not sound like digital transformation in and of itself, what they do is they allow that customer to get out of the weeds. Um, they they allow the IT departments, instead of focusing on just keeping the lights on, now I can actually, actually focus on being an innovation center for my business. And, and, and so how would you say that, or how do you think that the overall mission statement for InterVision has probably changed from 20, 25 years ago to what it is today? <laughs> 
know, I would say it's probably changed a lot. You know, 25 years ago, we all, you know, I've been in the business 30 years. We all looked at IT quite a bit differently than we do now. Uh, I would say really the way that it's changed is we're looking at how do we, using innovative technology, innovative, innovative solutions, how do we enable IT to better support the business and the new demands of business? You know, it's a 24-7, 365, always connected world. So businesses have to operate very differently than they did 25 years ago. 25 years ago, it was okay to have a, you know, a, a whole 24 hours for a downtime window. Today, if you're down, you know, two minutes, you know, you have customer, the potential to lose business, the potential to lose customers, potential to, you know, to uh, lower your, um, your perception in the market of what you are able to offer as a company. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that 24 hour downtime window, because, uh, I was just thinking like how I was just thinking how outrageous that would seem today. You know, compared <laughs> to <how> it was. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not a subject that would even come up in a conversation anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz yeah, I was yeah, I was I was around 25 30 years ago myself, so I, I do yeah, I still remember those the, the old days. <laughs> and so let's let's so let's talk about um I guess, like you said, the the you kind of have to transition the way that you do things over time, right? Because you, you know, you so you guys have kind of been a constantly evolving company. So right. let's say the last several years, like what kind of hurdles have you had to jump in order to make that transition or to keep on pivoting like that? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a combination of things, right? We had to change the way we approached our business, the way that we offered our services to our our clientele. Um, you know, in the past, it was it was acceptable to have a customer say, you know what, I've got a new project, I'm going to do a tech refresh, I need, you know, I need these types of servers, I need this type of hardware, and and that was fulfilling that customer's need. That's drastically changed now. Now the customer comes to us with complex business problems. They say, you know what, I need to branch into a, a new region. I need to be able to offer these services um, at a at a lower rate, I need to be able to get things out faster. I need to be able to get things out with less errors. I need to reduce my operational debt. So we've we've had to change the way that we have that conversation with our customers. We have to talk about what are those business drivers, break those business drivers down into actual use cases, and then look at that from a consultative standpoint of okay, if I'm going to try to satisfy this business use case, what do I need to do to satisfy that? And it's not always, oh, I need a faster server or I need more storage. It's now, you know what, I need a completely new and different solution to satisfy this business need. And that's really, when we're talking about digital transformation, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about finding new and different and better ways to offer some of the same things that the customer's been offering for years. But on the back end, everything is done completely differently. I mean, if you look at, let's just take a microcosm example, online banking. I mean, how many of us would have a bank today that didn't have an app. You know, it's just a requirement. It's an expectation. If you're going to be in business, a financial institution in business servicing a customer, you have to have an app. To have that app, you have to have all the security framework. You have to have the network capability. You have to have all that underlying platform services capability to support that application. So while the application itself is, you know, the front end of that digital transformation story, the back end of that digital transformation story has changed drastically in the type of services that support that. So do you find that... that in, in today's world, with a lot of people having a lot more awareness of of, of what IT means and and what and what's actually possible, does that does that help the process when they come to you asking for X Y Z, or does that sometimes hinder the process because maybe maybe the client knows just enough to be dangerous or just enough to get in the way? 
I'd say it's a good, healthy mix of both, right? So um, I would absolutely say our, our clients are much more educated than they used to be. Obviously, information is at everybody's fingertips now that, that wasn't available even 10 years ago. Um, that's good and that's bad. In some cases, a, a clients come to us and they think they know what they need to do and they think they know what the pieces parts are. And, you know, I've been involved in a lot of projects where the customer says, you know, I've, I've got this. I, you know, all I need you to do is just provide bodies to do the work. And sometimes that works out. A lot of times it doesn't because a lot of times, as I, especially IT organizations, we tend to be, we tend to have a little bit of a tunnel vision. I can say this because I, I grew up in this world. And we tend to look at everything as, a, oh, well, you know, as long as I build this piece and this piece and this piece and this piece and they're better and faster, that'll all work. Well, if you don't step back and look at that and say, okay, I've got all these pieces, now how do I put these pieces together? How do I get them to work holistically as a solution and not just as a individual technology? That's really where we see a lot of our clients stumble is they, you know, they think, okay, newer, better, faster, that'll fix my problem and we'll muscle through it. And that's not the case. And the other piece of this you always have to take into consideration, uh, which a lot of times IT has, uh, there again, doesn't really look at it from this perspective, this lens, is the people process side of this. So to achieve true transformation, you have to also upgrade your people and your processes. So your individuals that may be storage administrators today may be cloud automation administrators tomorrow. Um, you know, your workflows, your governance, your security models, all those things that go into making a successful solution all have to be taken into consideration. You can't, you can't let those things be afterthoughts uh, behind the technology that you're putting in place. And so it sounds like in order to really make it as an IT organization, you, you, you have to have that extra set of eyes because as, as, the, as the client, you're so much in the thick of it, you're just not going to be able to see the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. Typically, you're, you know, you've got a day job, right? You have a charter, you have a mission, uh, and that mission is, you know, to make sure you're providing IT services. That mission doesn't always include, you know, how do I satisfy the business needs? And, and we, we see this and you hear the term, you know, shadow IT. That's a kind of a symptom of this whole, um, this whole paradigm shift. You know, we have a whole generation of technologists and, and business people coming up that are used to getting technical solutions at their fingertips within minutes. Uh, so when they go back to the IT business and, or the IT operations center and they say, hey, you know what, I need this service or I need this solution, oh, that's going to take six weeks or that's going to take six months, that's an unacceptable answer for them. Uh, to the IT guy, it may seem completely reasonable because he knows the, you know, the 57 things that have to happen to make the solution work. Uh, to the business guy, it's like, well, no, I can get that from Amazon or I can get that from Azure in five minutes. So, you know, bridging that gap, you know, we kind of joke about this. In some ways, we're, we're IT marriage counselors. Uh, we, we bridge that gap between the business and IT and come up with that solution that's going to satisfy really what you're trying to accomplish, and that is offer a better business service. I, I love that term, the IT marriage counselors. That really seems to encapsulate <laughs> what, what's happening to you. <laughs> um, but let's take a step back for a second. I just want to get into a little bit more about your your background and kind of your journey to this position. Yeah, absolutely. So I probably have fulfilled almost every role in IT that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I started, as I mentioned, about 30 years ago. My very first job in IT was writing a similar language code for robotic welders, of all things. Uh, and these were back when they were very, very primitive. Uh, so that was kind of got me started and got me really interested. I'm like, oh, this IT thing's pretty cool. 
from there, I, I evolved my career, you know, working with some of the early network operating solutions out there, you know, Banyan Vines, Novell Netware, things of that nature. Um, eventually wound up working for a little organization called the Federal Reserve Bank. Um, hmm. I built and designed their disaster recovery solution for Y2K for the Kansas City branch for them. Um, it was probably my first foray into really large mission critical, you know, literally there were you know millions and millions of dollars on the line if this thing didn't work. Um, it, it opened my eyes to how IT and business really need to work together. And this was, you know, quite a few years ago, say, you know, 18 years ago. Um, but even at that point, you, you, we still, the need was there. It just wasn't really being satisfied very well. But when you go through a, a, a what could be a potentially a crisis situation like that, you really have to step back and say, okay, well, I've got technology that supports this, but I also need to make sure that this is also going to satisfy the business needs because everybody's, all the departments, all the branches, all the divisions, all their business needs were different from their perspective. And it, uh, it kind of changed my career. I took more of a consultant approach moving forward. I worked uh, in healthcare. I worked in uh, you know, some of the, the gov space. I worked in manufacturing, retail. So I've supported clientele you know, pretty much up and down the spectrum uh, in, in roles from you know, architectural engineering and design through that consultative business change uh, area as well. So it's, it's given me, I think, a pretty broad view of how IT and business relate to each other and how they need to support each other. And it sounds like you really got a handle now on kind of bridging that divide between the two, having worked in all these different arenas. Yeah, it gives me a unique perspective, for sure. And and whenever you're speaking to clients, and I'm sure this comes up every once in a while, uh, is there ever anything that they ask for that maybe you have to say, well, you might be asking for a little too much here, or maybe you're just not capable of that? Or they end up, instead of instead of coming up with some needs, what they're actually doing is giving you a wish list. And you have to kind of bring them back to earth a little bit. Absolutely. That that definitely happens, right? Because there again, it's as human beings, we tend to really like the new and shiny. Um, and sometimes the new and shiny is not always the best. I mean, the, probably the, the best case scenario to, to spell out there or, or call out that I've seen is where the, you know, the, the IT leadership, you know, the, the CIO, CTO, whoever goes to a conference such as Amazon reInvent, they come back and say, you know what, we're going to do a cloud-first strategy because that stuff is really cool. Um, <laughs> and I'm seeing those almost always end in tears <laughs> because you have all your IT guys scramble to, okay, I'm going to lift and shift and put everything in the cloud whether it belongs there or not. So sometimes you have to step back and you have to take that look at, okay, why am I putting these things in the cloud? Am I putting it in the cloud just because the cloud is cool or am I putting it in the cloud because I think the cloud is going to save me money, which – Sometimes it does. A lot of times it does not. And it almost never saves you money up front day one. Um, you know, am I taking all these factors in place? Will my applications actually even perform the way they should in the cloud? Are they going to, am I going to be able to satisfy all of my business requirements if I move this application to the cloud? Um, so, so having customers step back, and, and this is a delicate dance sometimes, right? Because you don't want to, you know, we're, we're in business to sell services, right? And sell capabilities and sell products. Um, so you don't want to, as the salesman would say, you know, don't be a sales prevention <laughs> department, <laughs> but you also want to step back and you want to explain to the customer, hey, you know what, let's, let's approach this from, a, from an educated point of view, right? Let's make sure we're aware of all the implications of moving 
towards this type of solution or this type of strategy. And if you do that, the, the overall satisfaction of the client long-term will be so much better than if you just say, oh, you know what? Yeah, we can sell you one of those. That's awesome. Here, take, take this hammer and go, go hit that nail. And uh, sometimes it's not always a nail you're trying to hit. And I would imagine, depending on the client, I mean, if someone just ups and says, oh, let's just uh, throw everything to the cloud, depending on the client, it might feel like you're trying to turn a battleship. Yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. Sometimes. And that, and that conversation goes both ways, right? I mean, uh, some customers are like, they're just gung-ho. They, they want to get everything out. They want to get in the cloud. And well, like I said, the cloud is a cloud, quote unquote, can offer a great solution set for a customer for transformation. It's not always the answer to every question. Uh, so, so turning that, changing that perspective and stepping back and taking a, a breath and saying, okay, yeah, this is, this is the right way to go or this is the wrong way to go or somewhere in between. And this is why I think hybrid IT is such a big thing and such a, a, a common solution for, I would say, 95% of our clients. Um, it, it's tough to just say, I'm going to turn the lights off and put everything in the cloud and I'm going to run it all there. I mean, there's legacy things that just operate better or, or don't operate at all in the cloud. Um, so you need some of those data center elements. That those data center elements are always going to be there. And when you're looking at cloud, it may not be, oh, I'm going to move everything to Amazon. Amazon may have a great solution for you know, infrastructure as a service. But you know what? For Office 365 you know, email capabilities solutions, Microsoft is hard to beat, right? So it's, it's okay to have multiple solutions and platforms supporting the business needs. You just need to make sure you step back and take that, that holistic view of that. And that's where I think really we provide uh, an, an edge and a service above and beyond what most people in our space offer. We do look at it from that, you know, what are you trying to satisfy from a business standpoint? Now let's pick the right solution for that. And it may not even be a solution we sell. Uh, it may be a solution. We say, you know what? Hey, these guys are the—they're the best of the best. They're the industry leaders. You should probably use this for this this objective, this uh, use case that you're trying to satisfy. And so, for Intervision, the company, what does the roadmap look like for you guys the next 12 to 24 months? So, I would say our roadmap is to continue to evolve. Right? I mean, just like we're asking our customers, or we're helping our customers transform, we're also transforming ourselves. So, you know, over the last just a few years, we've obviously with the acquisition of Netelligent, we added and expanded to our, our managed services capabilities um, around, you know, everything from you know, managed connectivity and circuits to managed security. Uh, we just most recently brought on uh, a Gartner recognized disaster recovery as a solution company, BlueLock, uh, which helps us round out our solution around what do we do for a customer that doesn't want to build a secondary data center. They don't want to have to, to go through all that cost and all the headache and all that effort. So we're continuing to look ahead at, you know what, what is going to be important for our customers that are trying to transform their business? Uh, what, what, what do we need to offer from a services capability to support that? So roadmap-wise, we're constantly looking at, you know, what are, what are the next-gen cloud capabilities? How are things like machine learning and AI going to affect our clients? Uh, Internet of Things. You know, and the industrial Internet of Things. I mean, we have a lot of customers in the manufacturing space, you know, that while they've been doing some semblance of, of IoT for years, now it's really changing, right? Now it's about, I can get the data. I know how to get the data. What do I do with that data? So, you know, we're taking a hard look at what do we want to offer from a portfolio standpoint around data services? Because that is, at the end of the day, a lot of this is what it, it's about the data. You know, what do I do with it? How do I make that something that I can take an action on or get value from? And so what would be the, the 
I guess, big takeaways for our listeners when uh, about Intervision and about what you guys do? So, you know, Intervision, I would say probably the biggest way to, to the biggest value proposition that we bring to the table is that we provide that holistic solution from start to finish. Uh, we've built a reputation with our customers over the last 25 years as being the guys to come to. So we're a solutions first company. We're a, you know, as, as the term starts to evolve, a digital solutions company. So customers that are looking to build that next-gen platform capability, they're looking to be able to offload some of their daily operations stuff to a trusted partner. We can provide those services nuts to bolts start to finish. And like I said, taking that approach of let's look at the business first. Let's look, let's look at what the business needs are first. Being able to combine that consultative approach, that managed services wrapper, and innovative technology in the middle, um, that's, that's something not a lot of folks out there in our line of work can do. And it's something that we've put a lot of effort, uh, made a lot of investments in. And uh, it's been, you know, both organic, you know, growing our people, growing our talent internally, as well as, you know, through M&A, acquiring companies, companies like Blue Lock. Uh, and we'll continue to do that to be able to satisfy the needs of our customers. I'm sure you've worked with a lot of different types of clients over the years. But uh, and of course, I'm not going to ask you about about favorites that that would put you in a corner. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but any any favorite industries, I guess, or, or favorite spaces that you kind of like to work in or maybe favor more than others. So, you know, if I look at especially from a digital transformation standpoint, it really affects everybody. Right. Um, you know, all, all it's, it's funny because sometimes our our industry will look at a, a certain um, vertical and say, oh, well, yeah, they aren't very innovative. But but they, they need to be right. Almost everybody is touched by the, the digital revolution. Uh, for me, I think probably the most exciting spaces right now in that area, obviously financial, huge. Right. I mean, everything is changing there uh, from the, the way that they offer their services to, you know, the requirements on the security of, of what they're doing. Uh, healthcare is another big one. You know, when you start looking at where innovation and technology are taking us in the healthcare space, I'm really excited about that. Uh, you know, wearables, uh, real-time analytics of how healthy an individual is coming back to a to a health facility, a doctor being able to do telemedicine, you know, being able to diagnose and treat uh, a, um, a patient that's, you know, a state away or several miles away. Uh, it's just kind of becomes a little bit irrelevant, right? So those advancements, I think, are, are so exciting, and we're going to see so much more there. And then let's not forget, obviously, manufacturing and retail. Uh, those two are very important as well. And, and we're seeing tons of changes there. Manufacturing, obviously, I got to build things better, faster, cheaper. I mean, if you look at some of our, our later entries to the car market and some of the struggles that they've had just with the nuts and bolts manufacturing and the automation of that, um, that's, a, that's a key success factor. If you can't get that working correctly, it doesn't matter how cool your cars are, you can't get them out to the customer. And in retail, obviously, as I mentioned before, 24-7, 365 world, right? You know, um, I don't know about you, but if I decide I need something while I'm, I'm working in the yard on a Saturday, what do I do? I pull out my phone, I go to my Amazon app, and I order it online, and it's there in a couple of days. Um, that's, that's a very different business model than what any of us would have done 10 years ago. Oh, agreed. Definitely that. And, and, and what's the best way for anyone to get in contact with you and the company and to engage with you guys? So the best way is to go out to our website, so intervision.com out on the, on the internet. And from there, you can actually follow the links to the digital transformation uh, practice page. 
and it outlines uh, pretty much our approach and everything that we offer around the services, as well as you know all the other services that InterVision offers are available there as well. Okay, well, Victor, like I said, I've enjoyed talking to you and having you on, and and thank you for all the great information that you've given us. Like we really appreciate right. your time. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.